0: Hey guys and welcome back to the pennies to pounds podcast with your host Kay and this is the podcast where we aim to dispel myths, simplify difficult financial jargon and rectify your own personal problems. I hope you guys are so good. I am in a great mood if you can't tell Um, and do you know why I'm in a good mood? I'm in a good mood because today we are talking about the big P. What is the big P, I hear you ask? We are talking about pensions today. And I know a lot of you are going to think, oh, you know, that's for old people. Come on, Kia, move it on. What are we talking about pensions for? But pensions are so important and so important, especially when you're young, to consider, start contributing to. So let's understand how they work and why we need to start thinking about them now. So pensions, we're going to talk about what are they? Why do we need them? Why should I care now? And I want to break it down for you today. So, basically, a pension is basically your retirement pot. It's a pot of money that you make payments into. Um, usually, it's like you know, if it's within work, you make a percentage of you pay a percentage of your income into a pension pot, um, and it's just you keep adding to it until you get to retirement age when you can withdraw it and use it and live off it. So there are three main types of pensions. So we have the state pension which is what everyone talks about. We have your workplace pension and we have a private pension. So if we talk about the state pension first, so this is the pension pot that is given to everyone. Everyone is entitled to this because it's given by the government, but it's not really a lot of money. So we're going to get into the state pension first. So the state pension is provided by the government um, and in order to claim the current state pension, so they changed it, I do believe, a year or two ago, the, the rules for it. But in order to qualify for the new state pension, you have to be... You have to have been making national insurance contributions for at least 10 years so whilst you're working you'll see on your payslip that you have something which you might say like employee ni or ni contributions so you have to be doing that for at least 10 years so you basically have to be working full-time and while working a job and making contributions to the government for at least 10 years to be eligible for the state pension once you have been doing at least 10 years you will then qualify and you'll be able to get the state pension so the maximum state pension, the full amount that you can get from the state, is 164 pounds and 35 pence a week. And that's providing you've been making contributions for 35 years. So let's say you say 35 years. So what am I now? I'm 21. Um, I'm going to be 22. Um, so that would be me making payments 35, my mask, on, quick mask, quick mask, that'd be me basically making payments from now until the age of about 57, 58, which is crazy. Um, so that's basically saying if I did that and I just kept working for that amount of time, I would be entitled to 164 pounds and 35 pence a week from the state. Um, but if you haven't been working that long, if you haven't made contributions for that many years, so let's say you've been making contributions for 15 years there's all maths involved, so hopefully you can keep up with me, but that is, so that's the maximum, so you have to work out how much you'd get paid, so if we took the the full amount, £164 and 35 pence, and we divide it by 35 years, that would give us £4.69, so that's how much is added on per year, basically, so per year that you're working, you basically add on £4.69 a year to how much you'd be able to claim for your estate pension per week, right, so that's £4.69 for one year, so he turns out by 15, because as I say I've been contributing for 15 years and not 35, I will then be tied to £70.35 and pence state pension per week. It's not really a lot, is it? So if you're there relying on state pension and saying, this is my retirement fund, the government are going to look after me, that is not very much to look after. You know, that's not very much to, to kind of live off, especially when you've been working for years. So that's why a lot of people have a backup plan. A lot of people have a backup plan and have their own other pension pots. So we'll go into those as well, um, but prior to that, so the way the state pension is paid, because it's very different to the other pensions, the state pension is paid five weeks after you, re- you reach retirement age. So once you, you know, hit that age and you retire, you will start receiving payments five weeks after that, Okay. So, if we move on to the next one, workplace pensions, which is something that the, the government have now put in place, that all employers have to offer a workplace pension for their employees, and furthermore, they have to also enrol their employees into a workplace pension. So, there's up to employees to opt out, but they have to be opted in. You know, it's mandatory for employees for employers, sorry, to opt in their employees to the workplace pension. Um, so, I have a workplace pension. Well, I don't have one. My workplace offers one. But I wasn't auto enrolled because I'm not 22 yet. Um, so once my workplace, it may vary from workplace to workplace. My, my workplace auto enroll everyone who is 22 and above. So the way workplace pension is obviously it can vary from you know store to store, company to company. But workplace pension is a, is an independent pension scheme. You know, so usually workplaces will offer a pension pot, a pension scheme, which is you know uh, what's what's the word? It is like operated by an external company. This pension pot and what usually happens is the really nice companies will say, you know what, if you, whatever percentage you put in, we will match for you, so if you decide you're going to put in 5% to your pension pot, we will put in 5%, right, if you just, if you decide you're going to put in 10%, we will match that and put in 10% also, so that's obviously a really good way, some companies may say you put in you know, you put in 10% and we'll put in half of that, so we'll put in another 5%, whatever it is, it depends on the company, some companies don't even offer that, so it's very, very important to kind of find out what your workplace has on offer for you, to be able to make the most of your pension, and be able to get the most money, because as you say, um, as I say, sorry, you have been working for years, by the time you hit retirement age, 60, 65, you will have been working for absolute Donkey is, and it's only right that you're able to enjoy yourself and go on those luxury Caribbean cruises and go and play your bingo without having to worry about money when you get to that age. So it's very important to kind of find out what your, your what your workplace offers and how your pension scheme works. Um, so as I said, it becomes compulsory, and pensions are tax free. Um, obviously, it depends on how much you have saved in there. But pensions are pretty much tax free, so you put the money in there, you don't have to worry about paying tax on your Pension. Um, sorry, as well as being twenty-two, they'll also auto enroll you as long as you're earning over ten thousand pounds per year. Um, so that's pretty much most people. So if you're over twenty-two and earning tw- uh, more than ten thousand pounds a year, you'll be auto enrolled, put in there, and you'll get usually get letters free the post saying, "Oh yeah, we are your pension scheme," you know, for wherever you work, um, and then you can kind of contact them either over the phone, via letter, via email, if you want to opt out. Then you have the private pension. So the private pension is similar to a workplace pension, except that it is kind of independent. So the same way you'd go out and you say, you know what? I'm gonna open up a savers account. You can go out and open up a private pension. So there are different companies which offer private pensions. um, And it's a good way to kind of have like another little buffer. So obviously state pension is something that everyone gets. Everyone's entitled to, as long as you've been making contributions to national insurance. Workplace pension is something that most places offer. Most places nowadays will offer you a workplace pension of some description. Um, and then a private pension is often a lot of people have two, so the workplace and a private, because they want to have like an extra buffer of money that they want to put aside. Because for example, if you're putting in 10% of your pay and you feel like that's too little, you know, 10% cool, I'll put it in my workplace pension because my workplace may match it or whatever they may do, whatever benefit you may get. But you might say, I have more money that I want to put aside so I'm going to open up a private pension as well to supplement my pension fund, so that's how that works, similarly as workplace pensions, you make contributions into it, so you can set up like direct debits every month, I'm going to put aside this much, you can go online and deposit x amount into your pension pot, and that's how that works, usually private pensions are good for people who want to, like I said, save a bit extra on the side, they want to have an extra cushion, extra financial cushion under them when retirement hits them, or it's often very, very good for people who don't have a workplace, so when I say that, I'm talking about people who work freelance, people who may be freelance artists, graphic designers, I don't know, you can be freelance anything, Um, and you obviously, your workplace is your home, or whatever you're doing, so you don't actually have an employer, to offer the workplace pension, you are your employer. So it's definitely good for people who work for themselves but still want to have a pension pot because you want to think about your future, right? So it's definitely good for you if you know that I'm going to be freelance and this is me or I'm starting my own business and, you know, this is my company and I still want to have a pension pot, you need to think about getting a private pension. There are loads and loads and loads of companies out there who offer them. Um, So yeah, that's what private pension is. Additionally, if you... If, why did I leave my trailer? of thought? If you have contributed to a lot of pensions over the years. So let's say, let's say it's me. And let's say I get to pension age, not even pension age. Let's say um, after about 10 years, I'm like, wow, you know what? Me, I've had commitment issues, yeah? I've had commitment issues. And I have worked in 10 jobs in the last 10 years. So like a job a year I've been doing. And in every single job I've been making contributions from my paycheck into my pension pot. So I know I've got money in these, all these 10 jobs have my money somewhere. And you're thinking, I wonder where have I, did I contribute to that place or how much did I contribute there? How much is in that pot? There is a company called Pension B. You can Google them www.pensionbee.com. They are a great company because they will literally go through your history and they will find every single pot that you have ever contributed in in your life and then we'll put them all together and collate it into one pot that you're able to see access um, and kind of still make contributions to so if you're at that point where you're like you know what I don't remember you know like you say you know when I was 18 I think my company auto enrolled me but I don't remember what that was about and you're able to use pension b sign up have a look read on the website but they're able to collate and find everything I remember my dad did it and he found out that he made contributions to one company that he didn't even know he made contributions to. So definitely if that's maybe the position you're in, you're kind of like, mm, I mean, I think I know, but I don't quite know. Then definitely have a look at Pension B and see where you've actually, you know, made contributions to. Um, you can also have a look, there's a government website. You can type in your fine pension gov UK. Um, There's a place where you can kind of have a look and see if there are any other pension pots that you've basically made contributions to before and you may have like kind of lost track of or can't find anymore um you're able to have a look on the government site as well so one really important thing I know I know I don't I don't have to be morbid on this podcast but it is so so key one thing that's so important is to make sure you list beneficiaries on your pension plan So when I say this, I mean in the case of something very, very unfortunate, and for some reason you don't make it to pension age, which God forbid I hope everyone listening does, you need to make sure that you list beneficiaries. So when I say this, you need to list maybe like family members, boyfriends, husbands, kids, whatever, people who will inherit your pension fund if for some reason you are no longer here anymore. And this is so, so important because if you don't it is literally up to the provider's discretion as to what happens to that money so some providers if you were to unfortunately you know take ill all of a sudden and you now you no longer you know have your pension anymore because you're not there to have your pension the provider can say you know what okay cool we'll give it to your family we'll give it to your next of kin or they can say no nah, that's going to be for us we can just take it they can do whatever they want with your money if you have not stated clearly legally written down and said, this is what I want to happen to my money in the case of any eventualities or anything happens uh, where I can no longer inherit the money and take the money myself. So be very sure. And I know it's not a conversation that anyone wants to have with their parents. Make sure you talk to your parents and say, "Mum, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, granddad, whoever, have you listed beneficiaries on your pension pot because you don't want to get into that position where God forbid something happens to someone close to you and they're gone, then you're thinking, you know what, I've got to pay for this, this, that, but it's fine, mum's got a pension pot. But because mum didn't list you down, you don't get any of the money and the provider keeps the money. Please, we do not want to have any of those situations. So make sure with your own one, usually when you auto enroll or enroll into a pension pot, like a workplace one, they will send you out forms, um, whether it's online um, or actually through the post, they'll send you out forms and say, fill out this, write down your beneficiaries, you know, like address, name, date of birth, whatever. Who are these people you want the money to go to in case of anything? I remember filling out for some of my little part time jobs, I remember doing that. Um, I think that they were going to do with my wages. If I had any kind of like wages left over, they were going to send like, just in case anything happened, you need to list down beneficiaries. Also have a talk with your parents, anyone close to you, anyone dear to you and say, look, I know, you know, we don't want to talk about this, but have you listed down beneficiaries just in case anything were to happen because you never know. So it's always good to be prepared. I like that belts and braces. You know what I mean? Make sure you're fully prepared and you know what you're going to do going forward. So this is kind of like, The lowdown on pensions. So pensions aren't as hard as people think. They're not as boring as people think. They're very important. Definitely something that you should consider. And people often ask me, when do I start contributing? When do I know it's the right time for me to start making payments into my pension pot? So what I always say, so um, right now I'm 21 and I work part-time. So I only work 16 hours at my job. So I don't currently contribute, like I said. I'm not auto-enrolled. I haven't enrolled yet because I'm only working part-time so obviously any money that I'd make contribution-wise would be less money I'd get per month because I'm work it part-time so i would choose not to enroll so I say the general benchmark that I'd say if you're a young person trying to th- trying to figure out should I do it should I not I usually say once you get your first full-time position wherever that may be you know you're you're kind of you got your grad job you found a job whatever you're doing and you're working full-time you're on a full-time salary that's when I'd s- start contemplating and deciding to actively make contributions to your pension because even I know a lot of us a lot of a lot of people are very short term in their thinking and I used to be the same you think oh but you know if I'm making oh they took out 60 pounds from my, my pension this month why did they take out that money you say that now because you're thinking about the money that you could use it on now which would probably be for frivolous things let's be real be for spending money on food or to go out here to go drinking whatever it is Whereas your future self will be so grateful that you made those contributions from early because you don't ever, no one wants to get to retirement age and still have to think about working. You know, I kind of can't retire yet because I haven't got enough money to start saving money now because I'm now like 50, 55 and I haven't got enough money in my pension. So now I've got to kind of put in double time because I can't afford to retire at the right age because I didn't start doing it early. No one wants to get to that point. So to prevent us from getting to that sticky situation, let's start thinking about it now start researching what your workplace has in place. You know, you could there, there should be like a HR team or a people team within your workplace that you can contact and go and speak to them and ask them for more information with regards to the pension scheme that your workplace offers and kind of figure out how that works, what benefits they offer and kind of go from there. So I hope this has been really, really helpful to you um, to kind of break down and simplify how pensions work I will definitely list some sites below. Uh, well, I'll say below in the episode description for, if you want to have a look at different private pensions. I have a thread on my Twitter page, which is ikweyah underscore explaining pensions as well. And I'm sure I'll touch on this again further down the line on the podcast. But we have come to the end of the episode this week. I hope you guys have enjoyed. Be sure to follow Penny Two Pounds Pod on Instagram. If you have any questions, email them over to info at pennies pounds.co.uk. Alternatively, you can DM me on my Instagram page, pennies to pounds pod, and I'll try and answer them in the next episode. But yes, thank you guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye.